For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we are diving into some interesting updates about Facebook. We are going to explore early feedback on the new Meta Verified, which is their paid subscription service. Also, new tools for Facebook Reels, which is good news for marketers. And some features of Facebook ads that are going away. If you're using them in your campaigns, you will have to create new campaigns without them. So we'll talk about what some of those are as well. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard. Host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show from Social Media Examiner, where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Our guest this week is Allie Bloyd. Allie is host of the Marketing Inc. podcast and the founder of Allie Bloyd Media, a leading training and consultancy for small businesses that specializes in social advertising. She's also going to be speaking at Social Media Marketing World next week with a presentation I'm excited for, the short form video sales letter, how to sell more with Instagram and Facebook ads. So welcome back to the show, Allie. Hi, thank you for having me. Excited to be here as always. So they did a big update based on what is actually coming up in Facebook feeds, which I think is interesting for marketers because in 2022, it was like, we're going to show more content from non-followers. And I think you've shared this with me, and I've certainly heard it from quite a few people that the amount of reach that business pages are getting without paid ads is actually seems to be going up as well. So what did this report say in terms of that? What were they sharing based on Q4 on Facebook? Yeah, really just giving people an idea of what the most widely shared types of content are so that ultimately businesses have a better understanding of maybe how they should be posting or what they should be posting to get the highest amount of organic reach. Definitely business pages on Facebook for the last, I don't even know how many years, at least five years have been dramatically reduced. So anything that marketers can do to try and get some organic traction on those business pages, I think is a great thing. So it does still say that the highest percentage of content that's going to be viewed on anyone's feed is going to come from their friends, which is about 32%. I actually encourage every business owner that I mentor or work with in a coaching capacity to leverage their personal profile as a business tool. Because at the end of the day, We may be business owners and our business may be separate from who we are as a person, but in today's day and age, there really isn't that big of a difference. Somebody can easily find out who owns a certain business. And I think there are definitely personal and professional implications of things you say and do, whether it's on your business page or on your personal page. So why not utilize your personal profile as a business tool, because you will actually have a better opportunity to reach people in that way. Yeah. Then there's about, you know, 17%, which is completely unconnected. And that's going to be coming from 
you know, in a lot of ways, the AI and the algorithm that is trying to show you things that they believe you will be more interested in, trying to show you viral content. About 15% is from groups. And then another 15 to 16% is from the pages that people follow, which would include that business page. So it is one of the lowest percentages of the content that people are going to see. So you have to really try a lot harder to get your content shown. So I I found some interesting insights from the content that was most widely shared if you want to go into it. Yeah, go ahead. So I think this is pretty consistent to what we've seen in the past, but the posts that do not have links in them are about 50% of the most widely seen and shared content. And if you're a marketer and you've played around with organic, then you're definitely going to see that for yourself. If you have a link in your content, the reach is suppressed. So if you want to add a link, add it in the comments, but they want to keep you on that platform. So I don't really see that changing. And that is pretty interesting considering some of the top shared or viewed business page content, which we can talk about in a minute. But it also was the type of content that I thought was interesting. There's a lot of stuff about people. You know, we as humans are very much interested in other people more than just about anything. So some of the highest viewed links were about celebrities. So Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown, that was the number one link, which I found interesting. (laughs) Another one about Kirstie Alley's death. Another one about Mark Cuban and getting the middle seat on his first flight as a billionaire. So random, you know, but those were the top (laughs) three. And, you know, it just is very surprising, I think, to look at these reports and see what we as people are most interested in overall. Yeah. Well, and the New York Times did a study a few years ago about why people share content. And pretty much all of the top five reasons were either tied to some people just like to be the first one to share things, share the funny meme, different things like that. But it was almost all tied to identity. So if somebody shares the Christie Alley death, it's like, you know, for a chance to connect with other people that are feeling that same thing. And so interesting that that happened. Now, we did see in this report kind of some of the top pages. But one of the things that I thought that was really interesting, and especially for the smaller businesses and the smaller marketers, is I think it said the most viewed posts, this massive list they released, was only 0.04% of all content views, which to me kind of said, you know, there's an opportunity for any of us. If you put out good content, it has the chance to reach a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, these viral posts, they are not making up the bulk of what we see on social, which I personally think is a good thing because at the end of the day, you know, especially the businesses that I work with, these are small businesses or maybe local businesses. They want a chance to connect with their community. And if you were in competition constantly with all of this viral content that may or may not really have anything to do with somebody on your local level, you'd be up against a lot and you're already up against a lot if you're a small business owner. So it gives you the chance to say, hey, how can I, first of all, take some of this information, I think, and incorporate it into your own content to get a better reach. But it doesn't matter if I'm going viral or not. Like I still have the chance to make my content seen and heard, at least to the audience that I serve. Yeah. And I remember when it seemed like Facebook was almost all BuzzFeed quizzes. So yes, definitely. (laughs) It's good to see that there's a lot of different variety. Anything else from that report that you wanted to add or share? Any insights that you saw? Yeah, I did think that a lot of the most shared content 
were some of the most viewed individual pages. I thought they were pretty interesting. So one page is called Simple Ideas. Another one is called Do You Remember? Another one is called Furry Tales. I think it's about animals. These are content topics that I think a lot of people probably wouldn't expect. You might think that most of it is news and things from these professional organizations, but it's not. These are pages that are kind of just designed to, I think, make people feel good, number one, help people just take a break from the troubles of daily life and smile or find something that just encourages them or connects with them. But also there was several like cooking and DIY related pages. So showing people how to do things. And I think we as business owners, oftentimes we take for granted maybe the things that we know how to do that we might be able to show people how to do and kind of connect on more of that personal level. We don't have to be pristine and polished all the time. And we don't have to just talk about our business all the time. These are some of the things that people are engaging with the most heavily. So how can you take some of that and incorporate it into your own content? Yeah. So some interesting updates about ads and Facebook reels, which we want to talk about in just a second. Hard to believe we're only a few days away from social media marketing world. If you wish you could travel, but you realize it's next week with an on-demand ticket, you can still join us, get full access to recordings of all the sessions, keynotes, workshops, and more. No travel expenses, no time restrictions. You can experience the best of the conference at a fraction of the cost. And if you want to grab your on-demand ticket right now, you can go to social media marketing dot world. Okay. Social media marketing dot world to grab your on-demand ticket. And you can see Allie as one of our presenters that's going to be there next week. So the big buzz the last few weeks around Meta has been this new Meta Verified. And this is this paid service that Meta is offering. So first kind of talk about what's included in this for anyone that hasn't heard about this yet. Yeah. So this is an actual paid subscription. So it's going to be, I think, between $12 and $15 per month to be verified. So you're going to get a verified badge. Obviously, that's probably what most people would associate with verification. You're also going to get more personal support. So I think in general, this reason alone is a good reason to go ahead to pay to get verified if you are using the platform for business and it's something that you focus on heavily. I think that you know their support is not always the best and it can be a challenge to get consistent answers from you know one person and not be tossed around to a bunch of different people. So if that premium support is what you're looking for, this can actually be a good way to do it. And you may just have the added benefits of having that verified badge. It also is going to protect you from impersonation and things like that, which I don't know that most people are really so worried about that. But if you are, it's something that you get. And also maybe it's not an issue now, but it could be in the future. It's another bonus for you. And then you also are going to get increased visibility and reach. So it's another pay-to-play option for businesses or creators, giving them a chance to get more from the platform if they're willing to pay a little bit. And if you're already advertising on the platform, you're spending a lot more than $12 to $15. (laughs) So I think why not just go ahead and do it if this is a place where you spend time or where you spend money. Yeah, it's been interesting, the internet backlash. And I guess the internet, you know, stereotypically gets mad about everything, but the backlash over this cost. And I was just thinking, like, imagine that, you know, Facebook didn't exist and a company came to you and said, hey, we're going to let you reach our audience of 2 billion people. And you can just like upload videos and talk about your business and the problem you solve. 
And you'd be like, oh, okay, so what is that, like $10,000 a month? And be like, no, it's $12. What? Yeah. <laughs> and you get support, you know? So it's interesting. And the interest level from the conversations I've had has been different depending on who we're talking to. Chelsea Pites, who is another guest we have here on the social media marketing talk show about Instagram, she's had people create fake profiles on Instagram about her and then private message her followers. And she's had her followers actually buy fake products from. Yeah fake Chelsea. And so for her, that was the big thing. But there was a guy in Australia. So they're testing this in Australia. And there was a guy in Australia who was like, okay, I'll try this out. Let's see what happens here. And he essentially got on and he had this old business manager account and an ad account that he'd been locked out of because he got hacked. All it said was he stopped trying to get it back two years ago. Yeah. And he sent them a message. And in less than 60 minutes, he had them both restored and an apology from Meta. Wow. So it was kind of like, wow, people can get things done if you can talk to people. Absolutely. Like I said, I'll be hopping on that for the additional support, if nothing else. And obviously, I feel like this is coming downstream from the Twitter paid verification, which people were also upset about. But exactly like you said, if you're using this for business, which if you're watching this or listening to this, you are, $15 is just a fraction of your budget that you're probably devoting to social media platforms, even if you're just doing organic, part of your time is money. So I think, you know, that support is going to be tremendously helpful for you. Yeah. And I think if they do this right for marketers, social media marketers like us, it will just be an obvious thing that we do. And a great revenue stream for them. I mean, this is something that I think all of us are happy to pay for added support, knowing what poor support looks like. Yeah, we've had many, many years of that for yeah. sure. So we got to talk about some Facebook Reels updates. But first, let's dive into ads. And I know this is kind of your specialty. So they talked a little bit more about these Advantage Plus campaigns, which is sort of using AI to improve campaigns. And AI is obviously the hot word, but the algorithm has always been there, which I guess is sort of yeah. AI to improve campaigns. So what's the latest with this in terms of these Advantage Plus campaigns that Facebook has been letting us use? Yeah. So there's two different types. One is the Advantage Plus shopping campaigns and the other is the Advantage Plus creative. So the Advantage Plus shopping is for e-commerce and this is designed to make it very, very easy for e-commerce sellers to try and create ads that actually work to drive sales. In e-commerce, you have a more direct return on investment, you're going to see that quicker than you would in more of a service-based business. And I think because of that, the advertisers who aren't especially great at running ads, they probably pull away from the platform even quicker because if they're not seeing those sales come in at a reasonable cost, they're going to get scared. They're not going to give it time and they're just going to leave. This is something that, you know, in my opinion, is hopefully going to be an amazing thing for e-commerce businesses where it kind of finds the right audience for you, finds the right creative, finds the right messaging. I mean, it really is kind of creating your ads for you. And apparently up to 32% increased return on ad spend. So if those numbers are accurate from the studies, then I think absolutely e-commerce businesses should be trying those, should be testing those out. AI is very powerful. It's not always right. I think you know, anybody who has had ads rejected for being in the special ad category that's not actually in the special ad category, you realize it's not 100%. But if you're somebody who's struggled with this in the past, I think it's going to be a step in the right direction. On the other hand, the Advantage Plus Creative, this is something I'm actually not a fan of. 
And part of that is, you know, maybe because I am a professional marketer. So my ads are going to be created exactly the way that I want them to be created from the beginning. I've got the copy where I want it. I've got the creative that I want. You know, things are tuned up and exactly looking how I want them. So what this is going to do is there are four different types of enhancements that are actually automatically by default turned on for your ads. And this is something marketers actually really need to pay attention to. This will do some things to your ad copy that you don't actually want. So the visuals of what it can provide, I think those are fine. It's saying it's going to increase the brightness, maybe increase the contrast to help your creative stand out more. Maybe it'll add a little song to your ad if it feels like it's appropriate, adjusting the aspect ratios, things like that. So, okay, that's all well and good if it's just kind of fine tuning your creative. But what it actually will do is it kind of like mixes up your ad copy. So I actually had this issue a couple of weeks ago. I launched a new campaign for myself. I wasn't paying attention to the fact that it was turned on by default now. Yeah. And I let it run almost within a couple of days. I see my ad. I see that my ad copy is not my ad copy. And I immediately go back to my ad account to double check everything. Everything was right. And then I realized, okay, they're leaving this on by default now. It basically took my newsfeed link description and turned it into my primary ad copy. So the ad didn't even make sense. And there was none of the compelling copy that I'd taken all this time to write in the ad itself. It eliminated it from that variation of the ad. So it says that it does it to help your ad perform better and to show it to people in a way that they'd be most likely to respond to. I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. That ad was not more compelling with my ad copy gone and my newsfeed link description as my primary copy. And the results showed that my ads were not performing the way that they typically do, which was another red flag. And as soon as I went back, turned it off, relaunched the ad set, everything was back to normal in terms of, you know, my typical cost per purchase or cost per schedule. So it can actually have a pretty negative impact on your ads if you don't do this the right way. That being said, I mean, if you're somebody who's not very good at running ads and you kind of just upload random images and you're kind of guessing when it comes to your ad copy, they might be able to improve things, but it definitely didn't for me. Yeah, that's interesting that it's turned on by default. So that's a good heads up for marketers to go in and check that. Is that something that's switched at the campaign level or the ad set level or where does that get switched? This is actually at the ad level. So it's going to be right below your creative. In the same place where you could choose to test different headlines and things like that. Yep. Okay, that's good to be aware of. Yeah, and the other thing I kept thinking was even if the AI gets really good, it still would have to have a big enough sample size for it to even kind of know. And so if you run ads on a smaller budget, at that point, it might be your own personal experience as the copywriter or the marketer that may be better than what the AI knows because it just doesn't have enough to really test on. But it'll be interesting to see where this goes. And the other thing I thought though too is sometimes, obviously the best campaigns are the ones that you can run for a long time and it gets smarter and smarter and smarter. But I did wonder if this might speed up the learning process as it gets better. doesn't sound like it has yet (laughs) based on your experience. I think it's going to be hit or miss for some people. I think for some people it could improve their results. And then for others, especially those that are very intentional about how their ads are set up from the beginning, it could actually potentially hurt your results. 
Yeah. All right. So there's a few things that are being removed from Facebook ads. So fill us in on these because what you shared before we started was it's not like you're going to be, you know, grandfathered in if you're still using these and don't touch your campaign. These are going to go away no matter what. So what are these objectives that they're removing? Yeah. So if you don't recall, maybe it was about a year ago, I actually was on social media marketing talk show early last year. And we were talking about the fact that the ODAX objective dashboard was rolling out to more people. So this is a kind of a new set of ad objectives where they're still very, very similar to what they already were, but they're categorized differently. So this is outcome-driven ad experiences is what ODAC stands for. And they took those 11 objectives that previously existed, consolidated them into six, but within those six objectives, you are going to be selecting additional options at the ad set level. So if you have campaigns that were created with the previous objectives, they are going to be phasing those out in the third quarter of this year. So what that means for you is if you have some long time running campaigns, you're probably going to want to do this sooner rather than later while your existing campaigns are still running go ahead and launch new versions of them with the ODAX objectives because your ads are not going to run come third quarter of this year. Well, and especially if you're running them for another client and they're counting on those leads and web traffic and things like that. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So Facebook Reels, there were some announcements around Facebook Reels this week, a little expansion on the creativity and things we can do with them. What are the updates for people using Facebook Reels? Yeah, so they are allowing us to do 90-second reels now and also trying to make it easier. So this has been a continued push for them. I think they've seen the success of TikToks and short-form video, and they also know that people can be intimidated by creating this new type of content and that some people just don't have the time to go through all these different options and try and put something together. So they are doing things to simplify that. So making reels from your memories. They've already got your memories together. They already know where you were and what you're doing and all this stuff. That sounds so creepy when you yeah. say they've already got your memories. They do. They absolutely do. They can turn those into reels you know, within just a couple of seconds. They also are going to have something called grooves, which lets you kind of play your video content to the beat of whatever song you're selecting. So it's going to kind of hit at the right spots without you having to go in and match that up. So I think that'll definitely be a big improvement for certain people, especially when it comes to maybe trending audio. You could create your content and then have it kind of pair that with that trending audio in the right way that it actually makes sense. It's hitting on those beats. And then they also have Reels templates. So You can actually take some of these trending templates and use them to create your own reels. So the more people are creating content, the more time they're going to be spending on the platform. If someone's content is successful and they start to see getting more views, more engagement, they're also going to spend more time on the platform and potentially more money if they're an advertiser. So they have a vested interest in really making it simple for you to put out this content and for that content to do well. So I think we're going to continue to see these AI features in a lot of ways, kind of put these things together for you. And the more you share with the platform organically, the more ammunition they'll have, so to speak, to be able to create some of these things for you 
just from the memories or from the templates that they've already got. Yeah, it's interesting how satisfying it is as a consumer when we see a video that matches the beat of the music, right? It was just, yeah. it's so satisfying for some reason. And then the 90 second extension is great because now that's in line. Anyone who, with Instagram, anyone who has ever created a 61 and a half second Instagram reel and then you couldn't <laughs> put it on Facebook the same way, that's great news to hear for sure. One of the most frustrating things on Facebook as a marketer is having your content not perform well or even get flagged or taken down. And so Facebook book is taking this seriously. And so they are introducing some new content moderation guidelines or kind of sharing, being a little bit more transparent with this. So tell us what's going on with that. Yeah, I thought this one was pretty interesting. I think most people know that the previous policy violation processes was pretty bad. You never really knew what you were doing wrong. Sometimes you would get locked out of your account for seven to 30 days. And Sometimes you didn't even break any policies because, again, AI is not always 100% accurate. People who are using these platforms to generate leads and, and grow their business or run their business, that is really damaging. So this originally came as a result of their oversight board. So they've said in the past that they kind of consider their oversight board like the Supreme Court of Facebook. It's a third party. These are apparently people who are really experienced in human rights and freedom of speech and things like that. And, and Facebook doesn't technically have a responsibility or an obligation to take what they say and implement it, but they are going to listen to them. So in recent years, it's grown more and more apparent that they do not treat everyone the same when it comes to that content moderation, that there's kind of two groups of people to start off with. There are people who are like celebrities and have some sort of clout in at least to Facebook, or maybe they're big advertisers. And then there's everybody else. And those people were getting really preferred treatment when it came to content moderation. So the first thing is that they would have a longer window to have a real person evaluate their content if it was flagged. If somebody that they considered like a good person in their book said something that was maybe like against the policy, they wouldn't send it through the AI process. They would have a real person evaluate it and they would have, you know, around five days to look at that manually and determine what they thought. Whereas other groups of people never had anybody that was manually looking at it. It was going to just automatically disapprove the content. It would also automatically remove the content, whereas the content from the previous group was staying up even while it was being deliberated. And then they also just had a lot fewer strikes that were given to them. So they were not kind of locked out of their account the same way that everybody else was. So after doing like this 50 page, you know, deep dive report into all the processes, the oversight board said, look, you know, you're not being very transparent. This is not applied equally to everyone. And in a lot of cases, the people who are breaking these policies, they don't even know they're breaking a policy. They're not trying to. Right. And you're basically laying the hammer down right away. And sometimes, like I said, I mean, sometimes if somebody is using their platform and it's monetized, that could be a big part of their business revenue. Or for other people, that's a big part of how they run their advertising. And it was not intentional. And so what they said was, okay, let's be a lot more heavy on the education side as opposed to the punishment. We will allow seven different strikes 
of low-level policy violations where we do try and educate people on what that policy violation actually was. So more about the education side, more chances before they actually take that step to put you in you know, Facebook jail, so to speak. And then for the other groups of people, they're saying that they are going to take this more seriously and that they are going to try and treat everyone more equally. So We'll see what happens there. But I think, you know, for the average Joe who is really annoyed whenever they post something that they have no idea is against policy, or maybe it's not against the policy and the AI flags it, or even potentially just some random moderator at Facebook doesn't like what you said, and then it harms your ability to run or grow your business. It's going to be a great thing for all of those people. And then at least you'll be able to avoid future offenses because you're going to have a better idea of what you're actually doing wrong. Yeah. Social media, the great expander of free speech and diminisher of free speech. You know, it's kind of always been both. So yeah, that's neat to hear that they're going in this direction. And then for people that manage bigger, highly engaging pages on Facebook, we are now getting some new comment moderation tools. And, you know, sometimes when I work with somebody and their post starts doing really well, they're like, when am I supposed to reply to all this stuff? So it's always neat to see you know, some of these things come in so that, you know, the idea of being too successful is no longer in existence. So what are they rolling out for marketers that are managing these bigger accounts? Yeah. So they're giving you a lot more comment moderation tools. So you're going to be able to see increased statistics. So how many comments have been hidden recently, you know, things like that. And then you also, I think the best feature is the fact that you can do bulk actions on your comments. So you can go and like things in bulk. You can delete things in bulk. You can search for things a lot easier. It says even based on an emoji or the person's name or the date when things were posted or commented on. So it's going to make it a lot easier for you to maybe find something specific that you're looking for and also to engage and respond to some of these. Does it make it a little less social and less impersonal? I don't know. You're just bulk liking everything. Do you really like anything? So (laughs) I think that's the question. Yeah. I mean, if your community management is just liking every post, it's like, okay, well, is that really making a big impact? But the previous workaround was you could sort of search the web page to try and find some of the comments. I love the the searchable comments. I think that's a game changer. Agreed. Because if you had something with a lot of engagement, this happens in groups a lot, you'd have to basically hit see more, see more, see more. Like you just have to keep expanding for that to even work. So that will be very helpful for certain people. Somebody is celebrating right now that that is rolling out. And speaking of groups, quick up date group topics are going away. So if you've obviously people weren't using them or they wouldn't be going away, but they will be going away here in the next few weeks. So if that's an important part of the way that you manage a Facebook group, just be aware of that. Quick reminder, time is running out. You can still get your on-demand ticket to be there virtually at Social Media Marketing World. It starts on Monday and you can get that right now at socialmediamarketing.world. Allie, where can we discover more about you? Yeah, you can first and foremost, check out my session at Social Media Marketing World. If you're going to be there, I'm speaking on the 14th. Like you said, on the short form video sales letter, how to sell more with Facebook and Instagram ads. You also can check out my podcast, the Marketing Inc. podcast, Big Ideas for Local Businesses, and allybloyd.com or my YouTube channel. Those are both great places to learn more from me, learn more about me, and hopefully connect. 
If you love podcasts as well, a couple more for you to add to your lineup, the Social Media Marketing Podcast, as well as the Web3 Business Podcast. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.